Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. We are talking health and wellbeing today. We are here thanks to our sponsor, Mullen Natural Health Centre at Hamilton. Pete, today we are talking about brain fog and, and I suppose the, the wrong foods can, can cause this some intolerances, uh, maybe allergies, anything could really cause this in a way, can't it? Well, look, as I was saying before, like brain fog's a really common symptom that we, mm. you know, I really hear a lot of, and it's often associated with um, um, fibromyalgia, um, fatigue generally. You know, it's sort of a, a, a symptom that's included with, you know, generally a person feeling really unwell. Mm. And um, years ago, we used to, there used to be this concept that the, the blood-brain barrier was alive and well and that nothing toxic or problematic could cross this blood brain barrier but now we know that's not the case and that you know what goes on in the rest of our body and we've talked on this show a fair bit about how the gut you know has a direct connection mm. to what's going on in the brain as well mm. so anything that's going to upset your gut um, is going to cause issues with from a brain point of view so eating the wrong food so you know we've talked before a lot about sugar excess carbohydrates if say kids have a um you know, a sugary breakfast cereal, which most breakfast cereals are sugary, mm. and then they put on milk and maybe some added sugar, mm. their blood sugar levels will sort of shoot up. But the problem is if your blood sugar levels go too high too quickly, your insulin, your pancreas is going to produce insulin, which drops the blood sugar, and that's where mid-morning you can start to get the fuzzies, you know, where you just can't think clearly, you're really needing something sweet to eat. So drops in blood sugar caused by excess carbohydrates mm. is one of the causes for some people to get that that brain fog mm. you know there was that ad on tv a few years back where the the teacher was going all fuzzy and blurry don't mm, remember that no i don't remember anyway that. that was quite a good explanation of what brain fog feels like mm. so and, and not just kids you know everybody can be affected like this as well um certain nutritional deficiencies so um being low in vitamin b12 um vitamin d um essential fatty acids and um, magnesium is a common one that I find a lot of people that have brain fog mm. feel a lot better if they start to take a decent magnesium and often a fish oil and often a vitamin B complex so they're the, they're the three things that I'd always think nutritionally that can really help with that and it's to do with um, the brain uses 20% of the energy we produce in our body goes towards running our supercomputer yep. so those nutrients I just mentioned particularly help the mitochondria, which are the energy-producing cells in the brain, mm. to actually produce energy more effectively. Right. Um, and in some people, low-fat diets, interestingly, have been linked to brain fog. And you know, since the 1970s, we've all been going on to low-fat this and low-fat that. But it's not so much a low-fat diet, but it's eating the wrong types of fats can mm. interfere with the way our brain functions. So if someone's doing what they're supposed to do according to you know, certain foundations, that's, you know, having more margarine, cutting out butter, like avoiding, um, you know, not having enough fish, all of those, the bad fats, the processed fats, the trans fats, the margarines, the canola oils, all of those fats aren't incorporated into our brain structure, whereas things like your fish oil, your omega-3s are. So mm. not just low-fat diets, but eating the wrong fats. Um, food intolerances, you know, particularly... Um, food intolerance in kids but also adults can cause inflammation in the brain, interestingly. Mm. So immune complexes formed when people eat um, 
foods contain certain proteins their bodies see as being foreign. The immune system actually produces immune complexes that can end up anywhere in any tissue in the body causing inflammation. Um, and probably one of the, the biggest causes of brain fog I would see from a dietary point of view is people eating too much wheat. So bread is notorious. And for anyone out there listening, if you have you know, a sandwich at lunchtime and then you can barely keep your eyes open an hour later mm. and have trouble concentrating and focusing, it's most likely that you've got an intolerance to wheat. Mm. Do we see this more in kids or, or and in children, or is it across the board? And no, it's across the board. Yeah, okay. yeah, more and more, more and more with adults. A lot of adults with um, depression will also exp- um, describe brain fog as one of their symptoms. So, mm. you know, one of our challenges from a naturopathic point of view, if someone comes in with depression, is not just to put all their symptoms under the depression, because yeah. often, yes, they may well have depression, but they also could have an irritable bowel and leaky gut and a weed intolerance, if you cut that out, Mm. they're going to feel a lot better. They may still have their depression, but you're going to clear a lot of the other symptoms that otherwise would have just been, you know, put in under, oh, well, it's just your depression. Steve, you've got a little bit of brain uh, brain fog. Yeah, mate, I was just saying, uh, about five weeks ago, uh, I just woke up and felt very tired and that sort of stuff, and then you'd go to try and remember something and you couldn't remember it, and then five minutes later you'd remember it. No, just, just... just stuff like that, like, you know. Okay. And, um, and it's, it's come and gone, and I just got in the car, and I just heard the last little bit before you put that last song on. Sure, mate. And do you know, at the time that it um, happened, had you been sick? Did you have the flu? Did you start any, no. new, did you start any new medication? No, nothing nothing at all that I, that, that, you know, it just come, just come on me like a, like a wog thing, like, you know. Okay. Okay. Well, look, it may may very well have been a virus, and that's definitely one of the things that can um, trigger off this sort of thing. Um, in Steve's case, what I would definitely recommend would be a good magnesium, mm-hmm. as I was saying, some fish oil, um, and I'd also get onto a good vitamin B complex as well. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'm a really big fan of is um, echinacea. You know, it's one of my favorite herbs for any immune-related stuff. So if Steve's had a bit of a virus um, for a period of time there, then or if that was one of the triggers, I'd definitely get onto some good quality echinacea as well. Mm. Our brain is probably what, well, it is the most second sensitive organ to uh, dehydration, Peter. And I suppose when we start to talk about the causes of brain fog, if we are dehydrated... It's a a very common one. And again, I'd mention this or recommend this with Steve. Like we need to be drinking, you know, six to eight glasses or two litres of water a day. Mm. And um, if you are dehydrated, and remember coffee and tea are diuretics, they make you wee out more water than what you're taking on board. Mm -hmm. Um, Dehydration can be a... um, It's probably... You know, something that I see in probably 60% of my patients, 70% of my patients is dehydration. Mm, yeah. Even lack of sleep. Lack of sleep, you know, is another one. Um, the brain restores and resets itself every night while you're asleep. Mm. And, um, you know, we've talked about sleep before, and actually Carly will be talking about sleep in a couple of weeks' time, but it's the hours before midnight that count. And um, chronic sleep deprivation, insomnia, um, and sleep apnea. You know, sleep apnea for anyone that's getting um, those little micro sleeps or feeling like they could almost fall asleep while they're driving, mm. often a sign of um, sleep apnea problems and, again, will be contributing to brain fog. Mm. Uh, stress is another one. And um, high levels of cortisol can actually interfere with the way your brain functions and increase your risk of more serious brain disorders like Alzheimer's. So we sort of talk about stress as if, you know, 
we say it that often. It's a bit like, um, you know, it does it's lost its true meaning. But yeah. you know, stress really, due causing an increase in hormones like cortisol, can lead on to you know things like brand, uh, Alzheimer's. So, mm-hmm. and of course, one of my favourite ones for um, health generally is lack of exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when we exercise, our brain produces endorphins, which are anti-inflammatory to the brain. And also helps to burn off excess cortisol. So when you exercise, you're producing chemicals directly in the brain that are anti-inflammatory and you're using up a stress hormone that can increase inflammation in the brain. So you know, interesting. We, yeah. yeah, the brain the brain is, as I said, it's it's a lot more sensitive to our environment than what we possibly have thought in the past. So mm-hmm. that's why these dietary and lifestyle um, um, Another word you things yeah. are so critical for us to have good health and so powerful. Today's society, there's there's a million things at supermarkets to clean our home with. You know, it comes back to toxins in our home. I know, you know, I hate the smell of bleach. You know, it just drives me up the wall, and I and it makes me go a little fuzzy when I smell bleach. Even if you walk into a public toilet and it's been cleaned, you know, I, I I'm not a big fan of chemicals as it is. But you, it even comes back to that. Yeah, you know, chemicals. Um, you know, there's a really a million things that can cause brain fog, isn't there? Yeah, look, and, and one of the things, you know, when we had the floods a few years back and then the Pashabalka quite a while ago, mm. um, mold is probably one of my um, pet bugbears at the moment, and mm. it seems more and more people are becoming sensitive to mold. Mm. And there's actually an inflammatory condition called um, SIRS, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, that can actually happen if someone is genetic because 10% of the population genetically may be predisposed towards developing mold sensitivity because mm. they can't produce the antibodies mm. to detox mold. Yep. So a certain subset of the population is very prone to becoming mold sensitive and mold toxic. Yep. So um and that's a major cause of even that's even so far as to sort of um promote inflammation in the brain which is going to give you symptoms of brain fog but mm. If you're worried about, if you're concerned about mold sensitivity, you really need to see someone that's trained in that area. Yeah. Um, and as I said, that's an area that you know is showing up more and more. Um, but also chemicals in your home, as you said. Mm. You know, one of the signs that our livers become more sensitive, our livers becoming more sensitive as we're getting older, is um, where we're more sensitive to chemicals now than what we used to be. Yeah. It's one of those topics that, well, it's not proven. It's not a diagnosed uh, symbol condition. Condition. No. So I, I suppose when it comes back to what we think, and Steve, you know, Steve says that sounds like me. It's probably a lot of people saying, "Oh, that sounds like me." Oh, I think I may have a little bit of that sometimes <laughs> too. But we won't get into that. We spoke about the toxins in our home. You know, yes. there's underlying health conditions too that can that can cause this. You know, maybe it's new medication or or, or well, it could be anything, can't it? Yeah. Well, look, one of the one of the um, one of the probably what differentiates naturopaths from other professions in some respect is say for instance something like brain fog like from our point of view brain fog is a symptom you don't want to just take something for the symptom you Mm. want to try and find out what the underlying cause Mm. actually is is it something the person's eating is it dehydration is it you know that they're um, an anxiety titanic type and they stay up way too late of a night time every night and or under you know doing shift work is another reason why you'd have elevated cortisol and and brain fatigue mm. so a wide range of underlying health conditions are also will have brain fog as a side effect or as a symptom so that includes things like um fibromyalgia so fibromyalgia is a chronic inflammatory muscular and chronic fatigue type 
condition that mm. again is very hard to diagnose because there's no blood test for it. However, you know, there's a type of fog called fibro fog, you know, people associate with fibromyalgia. Mm. Or any of all of my chronic fatigue patients over the years have always commented about fuzzy head and can't concentrate, can't focus. Even to the point, you know, it can get quite serious to the point where people are losing words, you know, halfway through a conversation and they'll the word will be gone. Mm. It comes back to them later, you know, but it's a bit late then to be um trying to fix your sentences. Yeah. Um thyroid. So we've talked a lot on this show about underactive thyroid particularly. So brain fog can be a symptom that your thyroid's starting to go a little bit under functioning. Mm. Um with kids, I suspect that a lot of kids suffer brain fog, you know, ADHD, autism, mm. any sort of condition where there's brain involvement, they're going to have symptoms of brain fog. Yeah. Um anxiety and depression again. You know, often associated. I've had patients in the past where they've had a yeast or a candida infection. Yep. And um, they're very foggy. They can be very foggy in the head as well. And even to the point where a lot of people, if they've got a yeast or a candida overload in their in their gut, they'll crave a lot of sugar. Mm. So you've sort of got the double whammy. If you've got the candida response, you've got the sugar, then also spiking their blood sugar and giving them low blood sugar as well. Mm. Uh, diabetes. So again, this is why if you're feeling these sorts of weird and unusual symptoms, you really should go and see someone and get checked out mm. because um, you know it could be indicating something more um, serious underlying. Irritable bowel syndrome, hormonal imbalance in women, menopause. Mm. So yeah, so it's not just limited to you know what we've talked about. It can actually be a sign that there is something more, you know, needing further investigation and, and you know seeing mm. someone that's qualified in. Yeah. In helping you to work out what's going on, you know, obviously is the, the, going to be the best choice. Brain fog, it's an interesting topic, isn't it? And I think we all can suffer from it at times. You yeah, know. it's common. It's yeah. very, very common. Mm. Mate, I've, uh, I'm, what, four and a half weeks, five weeks into my uh, six-week challenge. I've lost two kilos so far. I'm uh, starting at uh, boot camp very soon. Yeah, I really, um, I really think with you, like you're talking before about how, um, you know, I would have expected more weight loss mm. with you. By now, mm. but I think there's a number of factors why that's not happened. Mm. And um, we've organised. You're going to go to the doctors and get some blood tests done. Yeah. So because I suspect there could be some issues from an insulin point of view, mm. and I do think with you, exercise is going to be the thing that cracks the mm. cracks the back of it. It's not an easy thing, you know. Weight loss is not easy. Um, yeah. And I think it's all about retraining the brain in a way. You know, you, you've got to break these habits. You know, it, it is. It's definitely. I'm still not perfect at it. But, I mean, I've spent a lot of years doing bad habits. Uh, and and as uh, someone was saying to me the other day, you, you have to unteach yourself. Yes. And I, and I love that word, unteach. I think that's fantastic. You really do need to break these habits and teach yourself good habits again. Yeah. So there's more to it than doing it over six weeks. It's, a, it's something that you've got to do for, you know, an extended period of time or all your life, really, you yeah. know, to live a healthier and happier life. Yeah. So it's interesting. So, yeah, it, it's, it's been good. I'm liking the food that I'm eating. I find it hard sometimes, uh, but I'm liking it. I'll continue to do it. Uh, and, and each week we'll give you an update of, of how it's going. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep on your, your tail about it as well. So we'll keep on. Um... That's right. Keep you focused. Very good. Now, you're away in a couple of weeks. You're on a fishing trip, uh, and I thought we were mates, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and Carly will be along next week, though. We'll talk about uh, – uh, well, we're going to get to know your gut bugs. Yeah, we've got, we've got a talk coming up on the 11th of April, but it's actually booked out already. Mm. 
So um, if people are interested, we will be, I think we've got another one planned for August, but we may even do one sooner because it's been such a great mm-hmm. topic, um, gut health, and the girls are doing a, a section on fermenting as well. So yep. it's a, one of our more popular talk, most popular talks, actually. Yeah. All right. But there'll be more info about that coming. Okay, but, oh, not a problem. All right, thanks to you. thank you so much for your time today. We'll talk to you again next week. My pleasure. Um, as you plan to go on a fishing trip. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.